Hey, what's up, guys? This is Brad. This is Miles. And welcome to the house. Oh, Brad, it is a good week to be an Ohio State Buckeye fan. What a big win you guys had. How about that game? <laughs> oh, my. How about JT Barrett? JT Barrett in the fourth quarter was, I mean, that was probably the best performance I've ever seen from an Ohio State quarterback. I know Urban Meyer said, don't talk about the Heisman to JT Barrett. But I think it's time to put him in the conversation. At this point, how could you not? He might have booked himself a trip to New York. I think so. So, you know I'm happy today. <laughs> um, and uh, I know that a couple of you are happy out there because uh, we got we had some wins last week. Notre Dame, easy cover over NC State. Easy. 35-14. When are they not going to cover a game, I think is the better question at this point. KC uh, covers easily against Denver, 29-19 on Den- Monday Night Denver, Football. Denver, they're not there. Uh, Atlanta barely covers against the New York Jets, <laughs> minus four. And I will give it to you, Brad. You called uh, Ohio State to win the game, but Penn State to cover. Yeah. That's that, what we saw. I could get some props for that. Thank um, you. And then I'll give myself some props. I called Steelers over Lions on Sunday Night Football. Best of me on that one because I definitely thought the Lions were winning. Yeah, that was a good game. All right, so let's get right into this week. And uh, I know that you're excited for Alabama and LSU. Yeah, I'm actually excited because we're not going to be playing in Baton Rouge. We're going to be playing at Bryant-Denny Stadium. So I'm excited about this game, and I'm not as nervous as I was last year. So we're going to change it up a little bit for this game, because when I first looked at it, I wanted to pick a winner against the spread. Yeah. But I actually liked the to talk about the over-under. 49 is a lot of points. 49 is a lot of points. It, especially for this rivalry. I, I, I don't think this rivalry has scored more than 35, 40 points in the last three games. So I went back to the Nick Saban era, so okay. since 2007. This Alabama-LSU matchup has gone over 49 points only two times. Wow. And you knew that that was going to be a stat. I mean, just looking at last year, that 10-0 game. Yeah, everyone knew that, and this is two of the best defenses in the country. I, I, don't, see, I don't see this game getting over 30 points. But we can't deny, I mean, Bama is just blowing out these SEC opponents. Legitimate. They, they are legitimately destroying these opponents. And I thought about this. I was like, okay, what can they do against elite defenses? So the best defense that we've played all year, we only put up 24 points. I don't think LSU has enough offensive firepower against Bama's defense to score enough to go past. I think Alabama might put up 28 points at most. I don't have LSU scoring one point in this game. <laughs> Alabama is allowing 9.8 points per football game. I'm glad you said that stat because I was going to pull that out, and I didn't want you to think I was gloating. This defense is averaging 1.9 turnovers per game. It's wild. Let's just give a shout-out, give credit where credit's due. We have Levi Wallace. No one knew if he was going to be good on the outside. He's coming in with three picks. Mac Mac Wilson with three picks as well. But Mika Fitzpatrick is solidifying that defense. He's playing all over the field, and I don't know – what LSU is going to do. Like, I don't think Etling's good enough to pick apart that defense, and I, I definitely don't think they're going to run it that hard. How many yards did Fournette get last year? Like 35 Yeah, they yards? shut down arguably the best running back in the country last year. And they do that consistently in this – specifically in this rivalry game yeah. every year. Uh, I have Alabama 41-0. But, <laughs> 41. I, I was thinking we're going to score a little bit less just because their defense – I think their defense is a top 10 defense as well. But they we might score a defensive touchdown, which might bring up to 30, but I'm thinking we're about 28-0, 28-3. So we both really like the under here. Oh, the under? I'm, I'm betting my house on it. Same here. All right, so let's go ahead and move on uh, to a Pac-12 matchup. And 
another ranked matchup. We have seven top 25 games yeah. on Saturday. Uh, so we're excited about that. Uh, Stanford, Washington State. Washington State is favored by two and a half points. Bryce Love is a game-time decision as that's, of right now. That's going to be a big-time big, big time decision, especially as one-dimensional as Stanford is. If they don't have Bryce Love, with, I think they're averaging like a 194 pass yards per game. And then without Bryce Love, there's no no way in, in yeah, and I'm I'm just going to preface this by saying that what I have for this game is Bryce Love playing. I'm okay. just going to beg the that you know, game time decision they're okay. going to put him in. Um Stanford number 1 in the country in total rushing yards. Bryce Love number 1 in the country in rushing. Yeah, I mean, he's he's a difference maker and I even have here that at times I feel like Stanford has looked like a playoff team with Bryce Love in the lineup. Okay. Luke Falk and the Washington State offense, they're top 10 in total yards. Yes. So we know that they can score. But they have bad losses to Arizona <laughs> and Cal. Okay, so I'm going to I'm gonna go and backtrack a second where you're saying there's a bad loss to Arizona. Khalil's playing really good at Arizona, and that was a shootout. They passed for 600 yards, but they couldn't, they couldn't stop Arizona. So 53 I, points. I don't think that it was a, a bad loss per se because – you gotta look. Arizona's in the conversation now to make a New Year's six, New Year's six, New Year's six ball bowl game. Were they only two losses? Yeah. Who do you who do you have winning this? Well, I you know Stanford is giving up fewer than fourteen points per game uh, okay. in the last three games. Uh, I have the Stanford defense holding up. I have Bryce Love having a big game, seeing as he plays. Stanford five straight wins, so I have them covering here. You have Stanford covering so. This one I, I had to think about a little. I know Justin Reed's really good on the other side of the ball at Stanford, but I just see Washington going up early, and then Stanford doesn't have the offensive firepower to, to come back. It's a different kind of attack than what they're facing against Arizona. They don't have that great two-dimensional threat that Arizona that Arizona has. Yeah. So I think I have Washington winning this game. One last stat for you: Washington State versus Stanford at home, one in seven oh. in their last eight matchups. But let's not talk about the Washington State of old. Although they have two bad losses, they're they're not playing at their top level. There, this is a good team they have. They they are a couple wins away from really being talked about. Definitely, and we've you know we've talked about the Cougars before. They're uh, they've they they definitely have some talent. So yeah, so. Let's go ahead and move over to our next game, um, a game that I'm really interested to see what happens. I think I wanted to cover this game before I even wanted to pick a winner just because as a betting guy, I like to bet on sports in games that I know I'm going to watch, and I'm going to watch this game. And this is Clemson versus North Carolina State, and Clemson is a 7.5 favorite. I love these games that we get every year in college football where there's a program who doesn't find themselves in the top 25 very often, yeah, and they get a big marquee home game like this. Yeah. And the reason that I start with that is because I think that's going to play a factor. Okay. In this game. I think the crowd's going to play a factor and I think just the the energy in general is going to play a factor. You know, but uh, I was looking at this game. Did you know that Kelly Bryant has more rushing touchdowns than he does passing touchdowns? Yes, he does. <laughs> Seven rushing touchdowns? I, that's great, right? I, yeah, I, I wasn't really keeping up with that, so that, that that surprised me a little bit. Yeah. Who do you have what what do you have for this game? Who well, are you I, I I like uh NC State to cover. I like Clemson to win this game by 7. <laughs> and I have the crowd is going to be electric. So I like that extra half point there. So when I first thought about this, I, I liked Clemson to win, and then I liked NC State to cover. And then I went back, and I took a second to think about key games. 
Clemson lost to Syracuse. They're not the best team, but that defense is great. Ryan Finley for North Carolina State's playing really good football. He threw his first pick last week. Yeah, I was about to get, I was about to get into that. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> I think that Dabo has Clemson coming back and going to a, a, a packed house, and he's not going to let their team be afraid. They're not going to come out slow and lethargic like they get against Syracuse. So I have them winning 35-21. to 21. Okay. I like it. And the I think the difference is the Clemson passing defense. 162.9 passing yards allowed per game. I think Finley is going to struggle. Yeah, definitely. I just think that defense overall, you look at the D-line, the D-line is what's really causing those passing those passing numbers to be down. It's, I don't think Clemson has the best secondary, but their D-line is disrupting the quarterback, and the pass rush is sick. And yeah. I, think, I just think uh, Finley's going to struggle, just like you said. All right, so we're disagreeing on this one a little bit. We'll see who uh, comes out the victor. The next game. So when I when I looked back to see what games we're going to talk about, I was like, did I really pick Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? Then I go, oh, my God. I really picked Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. Deadly. Both sitting at 7-1? Yeah. I'm really excited about this game. So I don't know if I'm looking at this correctly, Miles. You might have to tell me if I read it wrong. Is Oklahoma the underdog? I thought I read it wrong, too, when you sent this to me. What in the heck is going on? It's not even set up. I mean, Oklahoma State's favored by three and a half points. It doesn't make any sense to me. I know that they're at home, but, I mean, after, especially after what happened with the committee this week, you know, them ranking Oklahoma so yeah. highly, and I, ha- I mean, honestly, I have to agree with them. Their loss to Iowa State is looking better and better every Oh, week. my God. Iowa State's beating good teams after that defeat to TCU, which I called, by the way. Yes, you did. Yeah, <laughs> and we'll get to that. <laughs> Um, Oklahoma has won this matchup 12 of the last 14 years. Yes. And that includes a lot of heartbreakers, a, a couple in Stillwater. College game is going to be there. Epic quarterback battle. Rudolph oh, and Mayfield. I, I think it's going to be a shootout. I think uh, Oklahoma State's, what, fourth in the nation for scoring points? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Oklahoma's number two. Yeah. It's going to be a, a high-time shootout. Uh, Baker Mayfield versus Mason Rudolph. It's going to be one for the ages. And so who do you got? I have Oklahoma winning the game 35-30. Okay. We're on the same page here. I have Oklahoma winning this game 38-35. And I, I think a lot of that for, for me just stems from some of the inconsistency I've seen from Oklahoma State this year. In back-to-back weeks, they scored 13 points against Texas. Yeah. And then 50 against West Virginia. It, 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 to me, it's one of those things where Mason Rudolph can't shake off the cobwebs after he gets hit a little. Like you see, you see players like Josh Rosen or um, Sam Darnold who 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 will struggle, but they're still slinging the rock. Once, once Mason right. Rudolph gets hit in the mouth, it's it's kind of rough from there. He needs to get in a good rhythm. And yes, there's he does. a lot of pressure. I actually told you that I had the wrong score down. I have a little bit more points than that. Oh, you do? I, yeah, it's I have it 42 points instead of what I say 35. Yeah, I think so I have it a little right. bit higher. Okay, so you're, so I mean, you're really, I mean, I mean, we're talking about plus three and a half here to yeah. Oklahoma. Oh I, yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm really liking this. There's no way. I'm not even gonna tell you guys out there. Don't bother with the spread plus three and a half because if Oklahoma wins, they're winning by, in my opinion, a touchdown or more, and that's just me. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, the only uh, aspect of the game that where Oklahoma State has uh, the advantage, I think, is the rushing game because they have this duo, Justice Hill, J.D. King. I watched them against West Virginia last week, and I mean, this offense is impressive. Like we said, when they have that rhythm going, they're unstoppable. Yeah, definitely. And I looked at Justice Hill's numbers. So what I had to do, I had to, 
I had to go back and watch his film because I I I realized he's been playing great, but I didn't know he was playing that well. Yeah, seven touchdowns, over eight hundred rushing yards, and he's playing carries. Yeah. You know, it's great. Right. Hey guys, thanks for listening to our college football picks. Up next, we will have our NFL breakdown and underdogs of the week. All right, so let's move over to the NFL. Uh, this week, there's some tough matchups, but I think there's going to be some great value here. Uh, we're going to start off with the Raiders versus the Dolphins, and the Raiders are a three-point favorite. Yes. Uh, can we just start off by addressing the elephant in the room that the Dolphins lost 40-0 to zero last week oh my to a weak God. Ravens team? They couldn't run the ball. Did they show up? They couldn't pass the ball. And I'm thinking I'm thinking the catalyst, the reason the enigma might have been bringing Jay Cutler back. But no, Matt Moore was shook. Yeah. That game was god-awful. He was unprepared. Uh, it, it was just an ugly showing. And I know that the Raiders have struggled this year, and I know Derek Carr is struggling to find his footing. But I see this as a very easy win for the Raiders. Yeah, definitely. I I don't think that even if the Dolphins play well, I don't think that they can score enough points to keep up the Raiders. Raiders are averaging 21 points, Dolphins somewhere around 13. 13 points. You, you're a professional football team. Yeah. And you can't score more than 13 points a game. Let's also talk about them getting rid of their star running back. In my opinion, their best player. They're easily their best player. I, I know that um, Parker's coming back off the ankle injury, but just look at the backfield. Uh, they're only averaging 76 yards per game, and I don't think that Kenyon Drake's going to have the ability to break as many tackles. He does have that home run hitter, so he might break one, but I don't see it being consistent. And then Damian Williams, he's not electric. He can catch the ball, but come on. Yeah. I I will uh, say, though, uh, Bam alum, I believe. Yes. Kenyon Drake. Uh, I mean, ever since college, I, I know this kid is just waiting for an opportunity. Oh, yeah. They, they didn't think he'd be a pure running back in the yeah. NFL, and, and now he has his chance. I, I think he even last game outcarried Damian Williams, and I think they're they're pretty set that, that Kenny Drake's going to get the bulk of the carries and Damian Williams is going to be the third down back. Um, one thing I did see is Cutler's coming back, uh, coming back from the broken rib, so let's see what happens. I still have the edge to the Raiders. I didn't have a score prediction for this one because – Literally, I'm not even score predicting the Dolphins game. Yeah, I I didn't either. Um, and I just wanted to establish too, real quick on the flip side, that these are two struggling teams. Yes. Um, but we got to give the the edge to somebody. You know, the Raiders have had zero rushing game this year. It's it's bad. I think Marshawn Lynch has 300 rushing yards. Yeah, 3.7 yards a carry. And, and and the reason that I think that's so surprising is because everyone's putting the blame on Carr. Yeah, it's not his fault. Like, well, he can't be expected to pass the ball every single down, and then it's down a distance every single play. It's 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 no push. It, that offensive line is too good. Those running backs are too experienced not to be running the ball effectively. Yeah, I think the winner of this game is going to be uh, who can find that rhythm first. And yeah, I think it'll be Oakland. Yeah, I think it'll be Oakland, and let's see what Carr does. Uh, come, he's coming off a loss, so we'll see what happens. Uh, next game, we're going to talk about. Oh my God! Again, so, I'm sorry, Miles. Brad. Uh, Bengals and Jaguars. I have the Bengals. Oh, it's the Jags minus four and a half. So when I was thinking about this game, the Jaguars coming off a bye. I love teams off a bye. Jaguars at home. Bengals are playing some okay football. 
they're finding ways to win. They didn't cover last week against Indianapolis. No. They only beat them by one, which was kind of disrespectful. Yeah. Disrespectful to my wallet. <laughs> exactly. Joe Mixon uh, had that great uh, play in the passing game. That yes. was good to see. But I'm telling you right now that if you listen to us, you know I've been pretty confident the last couple of Bengals games. Yeah. I have zero confidence going to this game. <laughs> now, the Bengals passing defense has been playing really well this year. Uh, the mix of Drake or Patrick, Adam Jones, Sean Williams, and then Vontez Perfect back, Dunlap. I mean – the defense is there, yeah. but Dalton is not. My bold prediction for this week, put it down, Dalton will throw for under 100 yards. Oh, you really think that's happening? In this game. Wow. Bengals lose this game 24-6. to Can I also throw this out there? Although, although the Bengals have a good defense and the Jaguars are a run team, I still think Blake Bortles is going to go out there and tote the rock. He's going to throw the ball. He's, he's quietly having an effective season yeah and what i like to see from him is that he's been given this power running game yeah and he realizes his role and he, we're starting to see some growth for, from him finally yeah if any of you guys watch um watch that show hard knocks it's kind of like what dirt coder said to Jameis: we have the weapons don't give them the game blake all you gotta do is manage the game i, I love it man you have more touchdowns and interceptions at the beginning of the season you have more interceptions and touchdowns Touchdowns are coming. Leonard Fournette is back, and I, I believe he's going to play. He had that one. He had two weeks to heal. Right. So uh, my nod is definitely going to the Jaguars. Fournette, five hundred and sixty-nine rushing yards and a touchdown in every game that he has played. Yes, he's the real deal. He's the truth. Um, you know, and then on the flip side, uh, I just got to give a nod to the Jaguars' passing defense, number one in the league, one hundred sixty-one point seven yards per game. I just don't see Andy doing anything. It scares me to go into this game right now. You know what? I I, I got to give it to Jacksonville. They've drafted well. Yes. It seems like things traded move. well. They just got Marcel Darius. Traded well. Yeah. Uh, it seems like things might be coming together for them. And I think that the Bengals are running into them at the wrong time. <laughs> I just don't think the Bengals have it this year. But what I'm looking for is some growth in in, in Joe Mixon week over week because I think that's what we need. Yeah, definitely. And since uh, you guys' new offensive coordinator has taken over, he's been getting the bulk of the carries. Which should have been yeah. at the beginning of the season. And that's when you guys started winning. You guys started playing better. But that D-line, the whole defense in, in Jacksonville is kind of scary. For me to put my money down somewhere, i got to go Jag Jaguars minus 4.5. I'm with it. Uh, Jaguars minus 4.5. Like I said, I don't think the Bengals score a touchdown. I think Jaguars uh, win by 18. And uh, before we move on, can we just talk about the botched trade real quick between <laughs> the Bengals and the Browns? Oh, my God. So I don't know if A.J. McCarron is happy or he's mad because he was almost a Brown, which sucks. But he's almost a starting quarterback in the NFL, which is awesome. It's definitely, you know, it. it's, in my opinion, I think it's good for him because now he has been shown that he's a commodity. Yes. That he can be a starting quarterback. It's not that we didn't want him. We just know that he can succeed somewhere else. Yes, and why not get value out of him? Right. Is he, this is a contract year for him too, yeah. right? So yeah, why is. not get value before he walks? But my man's going to cash a fat check because there's teams that need money. But – if I remember hearing this correctly, they said the Browns thought they were signing their paperwork together. <laughs> the Browns <laughs> sent the paperwork to the Bengals. The Bengals already signed it, sent, sent their paperwork to the NFL. <laughs> so the Browns messed that up again. They can't even win a game, man. They can't even win a trade. Someone got fired in that front office. Godly. Uh, so anyway, just wanted to uh, establish that because I, I just thought that was a pretty telling story uh, oh for the God. Browns. <laughs> All right, well, uh, moving on here, uh, another line that kind of surprised me. I kind of wanted to know your thoughts right off the bat. Falcons against the Panthers. Falcons are favored 
by one and a half. Okay, so when I first saw this, this was before the big news. Sure. And I was like, man, I think the Panthers should be a three and a half point favorite. That was before. Now, that was me on the fence of three and a half. Okay. Now, I'm thinking the Falcons should be the favorite. Okay, so you think Benjamin makes that much of a difference? I think he makes that much of a difference because people are people are understanding they have no big body now. No Greg Olson, no Kelvin Benjamin. Already, Kelvin Benjamin himself wasn't even number one in the pass offense. Uh, Christian McCaffrey led the team in receptions, and Kelvin Benjamin was number two. Ed, Ed Dixon's old. Who's catching the ball? Funches can't catch. What, Curtis Samuel? And can we just talk about – and watch it there with Curtis, <laughs> Brooklyn Dagger. Uh, can we just talk for a second, um, what are the Panthers doing? Because, it, I mean, their season is looking up. I, I didn't understand it. And <laughs> You're getting a draft pick for arguably your best receiver. One of the best receivers in the NFL, mind you. He's been consistent. I know he's battling the knee injury. And unless they know something that we don't, I think they're losing that trade. Which, that has to be the reason. Um, I want to start with this game by talking about this Panthers defense uh, because I was so focused on the offense. Cam Newton, like you said, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. My man Luke Keekley, 54 tackles. Oh, my God. Two picks. He's playing lights out. And then the, Julius Peppers, Wait, he's got seven sacks. Don't even don't – even... Talk about how Luke Keekley missed time. It's like he hasn't even played every game. <laughs> he is a beast. What I'm afraid of, although I want the Falcons to win, what I'm afraid of is Devonta Freeman only has one 100-rushing-yard game. Julio Jones only has one 100-yard receiving game. And one they are game. not getting that going versus the Panthers. The Panthers allow less than 300 yards per game. I think it's somewhere like, 264 yards per game. It is number two in the league. Passing defense is even better. Oh my in god! The top five. 18 and a half points allowed per game. Only 81 rushing yards per game. Where are they going to get it done? So, although I think the Falcons should be favorite, I have Panthers winning. I have Panthers winning easily yes. because I don't see the production from Atlanta right now. No. I I just don't see it. It kind of reminds me of. The year after the uh, the Panthers lost in the Super Bowl, where everyone's still in that fog, they're they're, they're walking in a daze, and, and they have all the weapons just like the Panthers did, and right. then they want to blame it on Josh Norman. What what is Atlanta blaming on? Getting a new offensive coordinator? Right. They can't be. Come on. No, absolutely not. It, there's there's too many weapons on the offense, and there's too much talent. Yes. Uh, Panthers win twenty seven fifteen. I'm gonna ahead. I'm gonna say this. If I were going to set the over-under on receptions for McCaffrey in this game, I'd set it at 8.5 because I think he's going to get 10. I would definitely agree with that. I think he's going to get a lot of targets. And I I think you and I talked about this earlier in the week about the possibility of them just moving him to the slot. Yeah, he's one of the worst running backs in the NFL. Yeah. But he's not a running back. No, you've got to use his talents. Think about this. Someone was telling me, is he going to be a great running back coming out? And I said, not a chance. How many, no offense, great white running backs do you know? Not that he's slower than anybody. He just has a gift. He's agile. He has great hands. Get him in space. Him. Yeah, stop running him up the gut. Come on. I'm tired of seeing that. Do it. Now, now Kevin Benjamin's gone. <laughs> now it's McCaffrey time. Open it up. Yeah, God, Lee. 
All right, so our last game uh, on the slate here, I think, is uh, going to be one of the most talked about games this week uh, with the big news about Ezekiel Elliott. Oh, poor Zeke. Poor fantasy team. You know, Brad, I, I, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts. I, I would agree with Jerry Jones that this might be an overcorrection uh, for Zeke yes. in the six-game suspension, and I think he is getting an unfair punishment. He's definitely getting a, a really harsh punishment, six games, with no solid evidence. Zero. And what's what's crazier is he has evidence on his side that he's getting played. He does. Yeah. I, I think it's just one of those things that it, the NFL wants to make an example out of him. Uh, it didn't help him that he's making girls' tits fall out. He's acting reckless, acting like a child. That's Zeke. But you can't punish somebody for that. You no. can't you can't go and say you're gonna get six games for this because of this conduct detrimental to the NFL or something crazy. Like that's BS. The league knows that he's one of the faces. Of the brand, and they're, yes. they're trying to send a message to him. Um, having that said, I'm surprised that the Cowboys are still favored. They're favored by one. Yeah, I want to hear your thoughts first. Well, I I know that the Chiefs haven't been playing the best of late. Uh, they've lost two of three. Yes, but they're still averaging 378 yards per game. 29.5 points per game. This off, I mean, uh, there's a lot of players that I want to talk about in the offense, but Kareem Hunt. Rookie is the, the next year. Le'Veon Bell. Yes. I think he's Rookie of the Year. And I kind of felt bad for him because he last week was his first dose of medicine of playing against an elite run defense. Yeah. But I don't think Dallas has that elite run, elite run defense. No, and, and uh, they don't. Their their passing defense looked a lot better last week against yes, the did. Redskins. Um, I took a look at that game. Uh, Sean Lee's playing really well. Demarcus Lawrence is playing really well. Uh, but... The thing with Hunt is, even when he's getting shut down in the run game, he's got so much talent in the passing game. Yeah, he's he's an animal. When I was looking at this game, and I was I was, I what I like to do, I'll give you guys a little background on how I like to make my bets. I like to look at the stats first. Stats don't lie. Then I follow it up with history. History doesn't lie. But when I started looking at the stats, all the stats for rushing game are skewed. You take Zeke out of the equation, this is a whole different team. And I don't care how fresh. Um, Darren McFadden is, or how good of a runner they think Alpha Morris is, how good that offensive line, it, it, Zeke's the difference maker here. Zeke is the difference in this team because he is one of the best players in the league. And he's, and especially for their style, their yes. ball control, their offensive line, their power. Yeah. I'm not taking anything away from Dak. I, he, I think he continues to impress good. me. Yes, definitely. Yeah, But uh, I have the Chiefs winning easily. I have 32-17. And uh, be before we move on to your prediction, I just wanted to highlight again, Alex Smith, I know we've talked about him, but the dude has 16 touchdowns and zero, zero interceptions. Picks. My <laughs> man. I know you and I are both looking at that because that is so damn impressive in, in today's day and age. And he's got over 2,000 passing yards. It's not like he's a he's not a game manager this year. Yeah, he's, he's doing slinging. he's doing pretty good. So with my score prediction here is a little I'm giving Dallas a little a little more credit than than most people probably are. Okay, I'm saying Dallas is going to go out there and score 24 points. I I think it's going to be a 35-38 or 35 to 38 points for the Chiefs, 24 points for Dallas. And I just say that's alone because they have two great players, Dak Prescott and Des Bryant. Definitely. And uh, so that's an easy cover for the Chiefs. Yes, it is. <laughs> Super easy cover. Oh, my God. All right. So I know that you're wanting to get to our final segment the here. The Doggy Dogs. My favorite part of the show. Yeah. Uh, so without going into too much detail, you're sitting with 53 points. Ho -ho! I told you last week that I was the dog father, right? Yeah, and, and I, I'm not going to sit here and deny it. 
I mean, I am uh, completely uh, owning my game right now. I'm sitting with 19 and a half. I didn't call any correctly last week. <laughs> um, and, I, and, and, you know, I was fishing last week. Um, so you called uh, an impressive one, uh, TCU. Or, I'm sorry, Iowa State over TCU. Oh. <laughs> oh, my God. So when it was 7-0 Iowa State, I wanted to text you so bad. I was like, yes, I got him. I was like, don't blow it, don't blow it, don't blow it. <laughs> What happened? I texted you. I was like, "How about Iowa State?" Yeah, I don't think I responded to that. I think next time I'm just gonna send you dog emojis. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Uh, What was your other one? It was a three and a half point. Three and a half. It was uh, Oregon over Utah. And to me, that was weird. Why was Oregon? I know Oregon hasn't been playing great, but does anybody that's in the right mind think that Utah can keep up offensively with Oregon? No, not a chance. Yeah, and I'm not sure why I was surprised that the Browns didn't get a win. Uh, but anyway, moving on. Uh, <laughs> moving on to this week, I went ahead and went with three college games. Uh, number one, Texas. Oof. Speaking of TCU, Texas over TCU. Texas plus seven. I'm, uh, I've am i been waiting for Tom Herman to get his um, signature, win. signature win this okay. year because I'm telling you right now, he will get it. Yeah. He will get one, it's, and I think this is the week he does. It's only a matter of time before he makes the headlines, and they say, they say something like Tom Herman has it this year. Yeah. And I think he does. I, I think he's that good of a coach. Uh, number two, I'm going to go uh, with a toss-up here in the Pac-12. Oregon State, plus seven and a half over Cal. And the way that Oregon State played Stanford. Oh, my God. Tough. Real tough. Uh, I have no problem with that pick. Uh, and I uh, like it to hit. And third, a shout-out to uh, our academies. I've got Army, plus six and a half. Over Air Force. Army's having a great year. Yeah, they are quietly. Both teams. Uh, I know Army, I think, has four straight wins. Air Force, three straight wins. Yes. Um, surprised at such a big spread. Uh, I like Army. That's crazy to me I, uh, that you would say that because I think that uh, Air Force is playing a little bit better. And that's probably why they got the nod. Oh, they definitely – I mean, they're, they're putting I mean, up a lot of points. An underdog is an underdog. So yeah. I, I respect your picks this week. Last week I thought you were fishing big time. I respect them. So let me go ahead and give you the winners, guys. I'm going to start off with UCLA. UCLA is an underdog to Utah by six and a half points. Let's go, Mr. Rosen. I don't care if you wear a F Trump bandana while you F Utah, but you're going to F them up. I think I think six and a half points was crazy to start off with, and that's going to be a solid win for me on UCLA. Next. God dang it. Last time I... Picked an, an underdog over Auburn. They beat him by almost 40 points. <laughs> I remember that was Ole Miss. <laughs> but I don't know, man. I think 15 points sounds a lot, and it seemed like I was ready to get 15 more points. I'm going to go Texas A&M over Auburn. And Auburn's playing great. It's not that I think they're playing bad. I just think that there comes a time when Kenny Hill is going to say, wait, wrong team. Should I mess up the quarterback's name? Excuse me, guys. I apologize. And I drew a blank because <laughs> of time when Texas a quarterback says he's too good to be getting whooped. <laughs> I don't care about good defenses. I got Texas a over, over Auburn. I'm going to move to the next game. All right, go ahead. And I think this is what's probably throwing me off is okay. because you're going to be like, oh, my God, Brad, you're a living contradiction. Go ahead. The next game I have is Bengals. Oh, you're going to be kidding me. <laughs> the reason I say that is because – Although, if you were to tell me to put my hard-earned money on a team, I'd have to put it on Jacksonville for the spread, right? Wrong. 
what happened last time Jacksonville had a had a chance to make a statement? Well, they, it was against the Rams. They lost. They, they got lost whooped. at home. At home. Now the Bengals are coming. Now the Bengals they have this fresh offense. Battle for the line, God forbid. I think I have the Bengals beating the Jags. It's gonna be one of those games like everyone picked the Jags and they're like, What happened? And I'd be sitting back licking my lips and Told you so. <laughs> I'm going to gain some ground on you this week. I like your picks because I don't think any of them are going to hit. And I have no right to be cocky. You have no right to be cocky. I have every right to be cocky. And I have every right to throw in that one game that uh, surprises people, just like my Iowa State over TCU. You said, wait, what, Brad? Let me go ahead and rewind. You said you think Iowa State's going to win two top ten games in a season, which has never been done by them. Actually, they had never won a top 10 game Yeah, until they beat Oklahoma. But I saw something different, and I see something in Danny Dalton. He's not playing the best. He doesn't have a great offensive line, but he's doing enough. You see something in him that I don't, and that's, that's fine. Because I'm looking that. at it with fresh eyes. You're looking at it from a disgruntled fan. Yeah. So thank you guys for uh, joining us on this episode, and may you guys have the best of luck. Take a moment to follow us on Twitter. Our Twitter is at... Best the house. That's B E S T H O H O U S. And please take the time to subscribe. We would really appreciate it if you're if you're listening every week. Give us that subscribe. Uh, we would uh, really appreciate it. Yeah, subscribe, comment, share. The biggest thing is we need you guys' help to share this with your friends. Give us some feedback too. Yeah, if you guys hate what we're saying or our stats suck, uh, we have to get. Just let us know. Thank you guys.